Hello, lovelies, and welcome to another edition of LGBT in the Ring, your rainbow bastion for all things pro wrestling. I am your host, Brian Bell, here with you once again on the Outsports Podcast Network, and we have a fun one in store for you today. My guest this week is the one and only Spice Ranger, Kayla Sparks, obviously uh, a very unique story uh, in terms of her pro wrestling journey, starting training at the age of 13 um, and then leaving the business still as a teenager uh, and taking a 14-year layoff uh, before coming back to the ring uh, last year. Um, and she has just hit the ground running since then. You've seen her um, appearances with WWE, with AEW. You know, she has multiple, held multiple championships in the time that she's come back. She stepped into the ring with some uh, outstanding uh, talent that are just tearing up the independent scene as well as the, uh, the televised pro wrestling scene here and there. But, um, yeah, her story is um, really, really interesting, and I was very happy to have the chance to sit down and kind of talk to her about uh, this wrestling journey that she's had, not just over the last year, but over the last 20 years, because this interview also kind of comes on the heels of her 20-year anniversary in pro wrestling. So a really fun conversation with Kayla Um, I hope all of you enjoy it. Before we get to that, I do have a little bit of housekeeping to do because uh, October, it's spooky season, of course, but what also comes (laughs) with October for me personally is uh, the beginnings of QWI season. Obviously, uh, the list will come out later this year, but, um, you know, we're starting to get our ducks in a row and get things together here and begin the process of putting that together. But that also means that the QWI Awards, the fan-voted QWI Awards, which we introduced last year, um, are also coming back. And um, I guess I can say it here right now, We've set a date for the beginning of the nomination process uh, for all of you to nominate your favorites in our various categories, some of which have been tweaked a little bit based on feedback from last year. Um, I will, you'll see that once the nomination form comes out, but uh, nominations for the QWI Awards for 2022 will be open on Halloween, uh, October 31st, Monday. Give me another reason to celebrate that day. Um, obviously, uh, we'll have a lot of the categories from last year returning, like Wrestler of the Year, Match of the Year, all of your textbook stuff there, as well as the Flowers Award, which I uh, am very interested to see who the nominees are for that one this year. But um, we'll also have, have new categories, and of course this is the chance for all of you listeners of LGBT in the Ring and fans of pro wrestling to nominate your favorites from this past year of pro wrestling that we've seen. Um, usually, I'm thinking that the the nomination form will be open for at least two weeks, and then after that we'll compile all that together, we'll put out the, the final voting form for all of you to do uh, 
to do just that, to let your voice be heard and to choose your favorites from this year. You know, I really like opening this process up in some way to the fans. And while the Kudo UI is um, my input um, in terms of the, the year that was in pro wrestling uh, for, for our community, um, I want the community to be able to nominate their favorites as well, obviously. So keep an eye out October 31st. That form will go up, and you'll see it on our Twitter account at LGBTRingPod. You'll see it on my personal Twitter account uh, at WonderboyOTM. And uh, we'll just get that circulating and, and start started getting the thoughts together, started getting who you think you might want to put down on there uh, and hopefully get enough nominations to be able to have them on the uh, the final ballot later in, in the month of November. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be cool. It's going to be dope. I hope that I will have the uh, the dates for the QWI 200, that those will be ready to be announced uh, fairly soon. So, um, as soon as as soon as we have that locked in, I will announce those dates so we have a uh, a day to look forward to, and I also have a I can figure out my deadline. <laughs> but alas, that's for later this year. For today, though, we have a lovely conversation with Kayla Sparks to get to. So let's do that right now. What's up, guys, gals, and non-binary pals? Welcome back to LGBT in the Ring. And I'm very pleased to have as my guest this week someone who has been the comeback stories of comebacks, the comeback story of comeback stories, honestly, in the world of pro wrestling over the last year and a half. Now, almost like what? Actually, yeah, about a year or a year almost to the day and close enough. Um, but she has been a outstanding positive influence wherever she goes. And she has found her way back to championship gold in very quick time uh the inaugural capital championship wrestling network champion the current reigning immortal championship wrestling women's champion and also someone who you've seen on your tvs many times on wwe and AEW programming please welcome the spice ranger kayla sparks to lgbt in the ring how are you doing wow. Wow, what an honor. Thank you. That was what an intro, Brian. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be on here. <laughs> I'm so no, excited. I'm I'm excited to have you, honestly. Because like like I said, like you've Aww. been a really like I don't know, you had a lot of momentum since coming back from that 14-year layoff that you had last yeah. year. <laughs> I, it feels like you've yeah. hit the ground running in a way that you would not expect someone who had been away from the wrestling ring for as long as you have to to do. I mean, mm -hmm. it's like, it seems like since that first match back at WWR Plus, you have just been like constantly on the grind and constantly getting yourself on in front of like television cameras and you know in front of like WWE officials and AEW officials and I don't know you're getting like Dustin Rhodes like commenting on your Instagram <laughs> posts and you're getting like shout outs from Stephanie McMahon at the Hall of Fame ceremony <laughs> and like you're just I don't know it's just like it just feels like this last year you packed so much in to this year Aww. it's just been amazing to to see what is that? We'll get to like, I want to talk about, you know, that you're long now, actually, we're as we're talking, we're just a couple of weeks removed from your 20 year anniversary of your first match, which is amazing. <laughs> but, and I want to talk about, I know it, it, time, time catches up to all of us, I swear. Um, but, but I, I do want to talk about like, 
those that time period for you as well. But just talk to me about this last year because it feels like there's just been so much going right for Kayla Sparks since coming back. I mean, you you said it all, Brian. I mean, it's just been surreal. Everything has just been, you know, back to back. And I I'm I'm super blessed, you know, grateful, thankful for all the opportunities I've had. And I just, you know, thank God for like social media. Like that's how like you get your name out there and networking and just I just whatever opportunity came my way, I just, I just, you know, took it with the ball running, I guess. I'm just so excited. Like this past year, I can't believe it's been a year since I came back to wrestling after a 14 year hiatus, which, which was super, you know, scary in the beginning, but I, everything that you said, like WWE, AEW and everything, it's been amazing. (laughs) No, I mean, whenever you were coming back last year, if you had known that this would be that, all that you would accomplish in that first year back, like what would you have thought for yourself? Like, or better yet, what were yeah. your expectations coming back to wrestling after such a long hiatus? I, oh my gosh, I mean, my expectations were just to go back and do, you know, what what made me happy since I was three years old, which was always wrestling. It was my my go to, my escape, you know, that that brought me happiness. And my expectations were just like, you know just go for it, do your best. And whatever happens, happens. Like WWE has always been my dream since I was a kid. So, you know, couple, you know, last month I was able to be share the ring with three of the best women's wrestlers of all time, you know, Bianca Belair and, and Asuka and um, Alexa Bliss, like no big deal. Like that was just, I'm still pitching myself and all the, you know, opportunities, like you said, with AEW and, you know, everything, Memorial Championship Wrestling, WWR Plus, uh, Women's Wrestling Army, I could like go off the list, but it's just been amazing. I'm just so grateful for everything. (laughs) (laughs) I just casually dropped the fact that you're in the ring with Bianca Belair. That's that's what you can do now, though. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) But to to that end, like obviously, like you've had multiple appearances with with WWE over the last year or so, you know, with the kiss yeah. camp segment and yeah. <laughs> obviously the, the wedding segment that, that I definitely yes. want to talk to you more <laughs> about. Um, yeah. But ultimately like culminating with the, with you actually being in a WWE ring wrestling mm-hmm. in a WWE ring for the first time, it, it, yeah. knowing that WWE was like your ultimate goal starting out when you yeah. were 13 years old. Back yes. then. What, what did that <laughs> moment really, really mean to you? I mean, I just, I was just trying to take it all in, like, before we even walked out, I just remember having that pinch me moment where I saw, you know, Stephanie McMahon and Triple H sitting there with their, with their headsets on, and I'm just looking around, like, wow, is this real life, like, is this really happening, and to me, like, that was just, like, oh my gosh, like, you made it, Michaela, like, this is, this is everything that you've dreamt of since you were a kid, and it's actually happening, like, you're doing it, and, like, walking out, you know, in front of all those people in that crowd in Pittsburgh, it was just amazing, surreal. And then to be in that ring is all I've ever dreamt about. So, I mean, you can just imagine like how I'm still smiling. Like I'm always smiling anyway, but like, <laughs> I just, I, if I could die, if I die tomorrow, I could say, you know what? I made it in a WWE ring. I had a match and that's like all you could ever ask for, but you know, I'm just going to keep going with the momentum and just like keep chasing my dreams, you know? <laughs> no, I mean, I don't blame you. That's all, that's all you can <laughs> yeah. do at this point. Right. You know? Just keep pushing forward and, and trying to yep. find a better space for yourself. No, it totally makes sense. Yeah. I, I just remember I saw that and I was very, very happy for you. Just, you know, based well, off of like thanks, Brian. <laughs> what you put out there before about that, that moment. And I don't know, it was just really, it was awesome to see. And Aww. and on, and I'll be real also, it's always great to have more uh, positive LGBTQ representation in a WWE oh, ring. Absolutely. At this point yeah. too. 
I agree. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> Do you feel like, like, obviously you don't have, like, you know, with your work with WWE as well as with AEW, you know, um, do you feel like, um, do you feel like a goal of yours whenever you're making, whenever you're doing these appearances specifically Mm -hmm. outside of like the wrestling context of everything, but just trying to kind of put yourself out there as a positive model for, for the community? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm just so proud, like, you know, my story is when I was in my, my early twenties, I, I was in the closet for the longest time. And then I finally came out and, you know, it was really hard for me um, because my parents weren't accepting and I really dealt with a lot of depression and for years. Um, it wasn't until just recently, my mom finally came around, but it's been a long time. Like it's been at least like 10 years since I came out. So for me coming back to wrestling, you know, being that little 13 year old girl, you know, in the closet, wasn't sure of herself, you know, I was still growing, you know, as a teenager, you're still trying to figure out who you are. And now that I'm, you know, I'm 34 years old now, and I'm, I'm out and I'm proud, you know, to be a part of the LGBTQ plus community. And I show it on my gear, you know, I wear the pride colors, the rainbow and with my star logo. Um, and for me, it's just so important to like, you know, be an advocate and, you know, just kind of like put yourself out there because you have to, um, to, to for everyone like watching like because you never know who, who, who you can make an impact on that will see you you know like in the ring and and with the pride colors and everything that maybe they're afraid to come out or maybe you know they have stuff going on personally and um so yeah it's definitely like you said Brian it's important for me you know now that I'm back in wrestling after being away for so long to like show that in my gear or like you know doing these interviews and just putting it out there like that it's okay to be who you are and you know, be proud. And I just recently, I don't know if you can see it. I, I probably, you probably see from my post, but I have a Power Ranger pride tattoo I got recently. So it looks dope. You know, <laughs> and then just recently, you know, back uh, this past June for Pride Month, I was able to participate in my first ever parade, Pride Parade, oh. um, in Albany, New York. So that was a lot of fun. I was super excited. Uh, my friends were there to support. Um, so that was fun. <laughs> now, now, if that was your, your, now, have you had you been to Pride Parades before? That was the first oh, yeah, one that you yeah. were. Okay. I'm just making sure. I never got to like be in one yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, was All right. a, that was a big deal. <laughs> what was what yeah. how was that experience like different for you as opposed to like going to a, a Pride celebration? I just like being like being a part of the community and like showing that like it's okay to be who you are and actually be in the parade and then you know, seeing everyone, you know, like support and yell and cheer like that for me was just like a big moment for me, you know, coming back to wrestling and then, you know, being with my friends in the parade, it was different than actually like watching, you know, being a, being a bystander, but it's cool to like, like, you know, be a part of the community and like do those types of things. So I definitely want to do more of it if I ever get the opportunity to like do more things for like community wise. (laughs) No, I I have a feeling you're gonna get have more opportunities. <laughs> but um, yes, but but sticking on this topic for for a little bit longer, um, take me back to that your your decision making process for coming back, and yeah. how much did that that facet of yourself, like knowing yeah. that you were out for for a, a long period. Um, at by that point, and you were coming back to this world of pro wrestling, which mm-hmm. over the span of when you left to when you're coming back had become um, like wildly different in terms of attitudes towards yeah. the LGBTQ community. Whenever yeah. you came back, obviously you came back with the logo with the rainbow yeah. already there, 
it yeah. was that like a conscious effort on your part to be like well if I'm coming back I need this yeah. to be a part of it as well yeah I mean like like you said like for me it was just so important for me to just be who I am and be proud of who I am you know coming back and then bringing that into my wrestling you know persona my gear and everything because that's who I am you know as a person so like to bring that out as Kayla Sparks the wrestler too is like important to me but yeah that was definitely that was definitely intentional planned and like not to bring up like personal stuff, but for people watching, like maybe it can help them. I always like to share my story in hopes that like people watching can relate or, you know, maybe it can help them fit in their situation. But for me, 14 years is a long time to be away from something, anything like, um, but if you have the passion and you have the love for something, it never goes away. So for me, wrestling, I was always a fan of wrestling. I've always watched wrestling, even in those 14 years, but you know, I was in a, I was in a long-term relationship. It didn't work out we were planning the wedding. It didn't work out. So for me, I had to do a lot of like, you know, self-discovery, self-love, a lot of things that I never did before. And I kind of put my, you know, my wants and needs like on the sidelines for, for many, many years. So to come back to do something that I love to do was definitely like a conscious effort for me. Like, you know, this is what I need to do. Like, I need this, this is what I need to do to be happy. So ever since, you know, I just had that mindset, you know, that positive, um you know manifesting it things because I really believe in all that stuff like law of attraction and manifesting like you got to know you have to want something really bad and like you know that it's there and that it's attainable so like for me wrestling it, it didn't matter what was going to happen tomorrow but if I was in that ring you know doing what I love to do and being around all my you know the fans and wrestling all my friends and everything like that's that's so important for me so <laughs> no I mean it, it makes sense like you whenever you I can totally see how like being in that sort of personal situation yeah like you you want to seek out the things that give you positive affirmation yeah. and, and to yeah. kind of build yourself up no, it's and it's interesting to hear not necessarily to hear you speak about pro wrestling in that way because i feel like yeah. you ask most pro wrestlers and they're like yeah no the, the environment in like the locker room and the family aspect of everything like yeah it it really feels like a, a supporting system in that way yeah. um but i guess i i've heard you on previous interviews talk about how you know whenever you started training back in your teen years that yeah. wrestling was like the the like one of the more supportive environments that you had growing up yeah. because of you know various other things going on in in your personal life yeah. there what was it like whenever you had to kind of leave that behind for for 14 years and to, and to come back to it like what did it feel the same whenever you came back I mean for me so I I had to unfortunately I, I suffered two concussions that were that were really severe and I actually had to go to the ER the time when I had it and so that that was mainly the reason why I stopped wrestling because I just couldn't like physically do it um and you know for anyone I don't know if you ever had a concussion or know anyone that has but those long-term effects, like they last for a long time. So I think that's why I was just scared, you know, that I would get hurt again, like going into the ring. And so that's why it was always on my mind to like make a comeback, but I just wanted to make sure I was okay <laughs> because, uh, you know, the, the, the side effects of concussions aren't fun. Like, you know, vertigo where you feel like your, your equilibrium like is off and you just feel like you're on a roller coaster. You don't know, like sometimes it's a really scary feeling. So for me, you know, knock on wood, I've been okay. I've been cleared by the doctors and everything. Like there's no side effects really. It, it's amazing. Like 14 years later, 
that I'm okay now physically. Like, thank, thank God. Um, you know, and I actually did have a discussion with, um, you know, Kyle Danielson that he, uh, when he had a concussion and he, you know, the doctors told him that he wasn't okay to come back. And so when I got to see him at AEW, we had a conversation and that really meant a lot to me, like hearing it from him, like, you know, um, to see how far he's come since he came back to wrestling after having that severe concussion injury. So, so yeah, for me, um, when I was a teenager, like that's all I ever wanted to do was be, you know, be a wrestler, hopefully make it to WWE. So like, I feel like I'm making my 13 year old self so proud, like to actually say I'm accomplishing those dreams now and, and doing it. (laughs) No, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you were able to ha- have that, that camaraderie there with, with Brian, because like, yeah. if anybody knows about that situation, especially in recent years, it is, it yeah. is him he and does, having yeah. to come back from what, what he, what he went through. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I, I concussions are a very, very serious thing. Like I, I have had a, concussions in my life um created oh, mine was through doing very stupid shit and not actually athletic competition <laughs> but yeah still the effects do do linger they do last for yeah. a while they and do yeah it's it's smart that you took the time and, and recognize that especially at a young age because i feel like whenever you're like 17 18 you <laughs> yeah. don't you you don't have that perspective like of Right. Oh, my body will always bounce back. My body will always just correct itself. Right. Um, that, I don't know. That was just a. I'm curious, like, how, what kind of gave you the maturity to kind of recognize that for yourself in in that moment? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, back then I was just I went through a depression because you know I didn't want to stop wrestling, and that I kind of was forced to at the time you know, and, uh, I did always want to make a comeback and just, um, you know, like I said, like, you know, with personal things in my life that happen, it just kind of like, I feel like everything happens for a reason, as cliche as that sounds like for me, I needed to go through what I had to go through in my personal life to like be where I am today. So, you know, thank, thank God everything happened the way it did, I guess. And now, um, 14 years after I had that concussion, um, you know, I made the biggest comeback of my life, like personally, professionally. And I'm just, I'm just happy to like be happy, you know, that and share it with the world. <laughs> no. And I'm, I'm happy that, that yeah. you are back as well. Um, <laughs> of course let's, let's jump back to, to that beginning point, 13 year old Kayla, um, stepping <laughs> yeah. into a wrestling for the first time, going into training, mm-hmm. the only, the only girl at the training school yeah. there. Yeah what initially kind of pushed you to have this dream of reaching yeah. WWE and professional and professional wrestling? I mean, um, like you were saying, like so many wrestlers say like, you know, wrestling was always my escape for me. Like I loved watching, watching it on TV. It was my way to like, just like take a step back from reality and just watch, you know, actually be entertained. And, you know, for me, it was always, um, China was always one of my favorites, you know, seeing how, how she was just so confident in being herself and the strong woman that like could wrestle the guys and the women. And for me, that was like huge. That was, that made such a huge impact on, on my childhood. And, and now like till this day, like I, I really miss her. Like rest, I, I was able to meet China when I was a teenager, when she did her, um, autobiography signing. So that, that, that always like stuck with me, how nice she was. And, just I always like I always try to be that like positive light like 
with my friends and family and like, you know, with wrestling. So she just made a huge impact on me. So being at 13, being the only girl uh, in the wrestling school, for me, I wasn't afraid. Like, you think you would be like scared and stuff, but it was actually, um, thank God it was uh, such a family, like friendly oriented environment. Um, you know, my trainer, Chip Stetson, I call him my wrestling dad because he knew me since I was 13 years old and he's the one that trained me. And, um, you know, life just came full circle because now that I'm back in wrestling, Chip also is back in wrestling because he's been, you know, wrestling here and there throughout the years. Like he never took a long break like I did, but he's still wrestling after 25 years, you know, wrestling. He's, he, he taught me a lot, like not just with wrestling, but like personal stuff going on. Cause I, like I said, he's like my wrestling dad. So like the old school way, I'm glad I was brought up that way with wrestling and training, um, and stuff like that. But I'm glad that he's, he's back. He's actually, he's one of the tag team champions with his son, Shane, uh, Shane Stetson and Immortal Championship Wrestling. So that's, that's really huge. And I'm, I'm super proud of him and everything that he's done. And I'm proud to like, he calls me his wrestling daughter. So <laughs> Um, super thankful that I had that environment, you know, at 13 years old, because that's so important to have those people in your life that can like push you and like in the right positive direction um, back then for me, because in school, you know, I was I, w I went through a lot of um, depression because I was bullied a lot for just, you know, like liking wrestling and not dressing like a girl, you know, being a tomboy, like as crazy as that sounds back then, maybe it was different nowadays maybe not so much like wrestling more popular but back then I was like the the weirdo because I liked wrestling and I was a tomboy and I like sports you know so and I was also in the closet too so like I didn't I you know I was afraid to come out back then it was a scary time you know during that time but wrestling was always the thing for me I loved to to watch and it was my escape so I wouldn't know what I, I wouldn't be where I am today without it <laughs> you know yeah no I, I totally understand that and I do feel like just kind of speaking to what you were talking about in terms of like growing up in the nineties and like the, the <laughs> bullying aspect of that stuff. Like, I feel yeah. like it was a different time for that a so little much. bit back then. Yeah. Like, it's just, I don't ago. know. I got, cause I, I yeah. got bullied a lot as well in, in school and, oh, and it was for like, yeah. Hey, it, it, it happens, yeah. you know, and, and it, yeah. we overcome it. We're here. There, right. Whoever right. was there, they're not. So right. it's fine. That's right. Um, <laughs> but, but no, like it, it has kind of evolved. I feel like there's a, obviously a lot of like anti-bullying campaigns have come up, you know, even yeah. within the world of pro wrestling um, and, and yeah. this sort of thing. So I feel like that's, that has definitely changed or got, gotten better or at least shifted in terms of things like that. But it's still yeah. a bummer to hear that, that you went through that, especially knowing like that triumvirate of just like, you know, yeah. not necessarily acquiescing to like gender norms in terms of dress yeah. along with being in the closet hey yeah god and, <laughs> and, um, and yeah. i don't know like it yeah. feels like it i know it's a cliche a bit but yeah. you know if it doesn't like keep you down it builds right. you up it makes yeah. you stronger in a way for sure absolutely yeah i mean you know, you got bullied, so you totally understand and get it. Like, I just feel like it makes you who you are today. Like, it makes you stronger and, you know, forget them jerks. I'm sure they're there. I you know what that was actually one of the things, too, like for me coming back to wrestling and like, I want that jerk in middle school that called me a name, you know, to see me on TV and be like, oh, hey, you know what? She's she made it and she, you know, she, she uh, ignored all the, the negativity that happened in her life. So that's one of the things like, you know. I just really, um, 
am a really big advocate for anti-bullying and I'm glad that there's more so that now than there was, you know, back then I wish we had it, but we're strong now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, yeah. you know, there, there's a certain, certain kind of power in, in proving those people wrong. I, I could definitely yeah. <laughs> side with you on that. Yeah. Um, so, sure. <laughs> so you, you start training at 13, you're in there with Chip, you're, you're, um, you know, taking the, the bumps and, and I guess, I don't know, like no. what, what was that experience like for you? Like, was it a, definitely like a, a, yeah. a shock in a way in terms of like your expectations going into yeah. it? I mean, I knew, I knew like, cause I loved wrestling so much. I knew what I was getting myself into, but obviously like that first, that first week of taking the bumps was brutal. Like just, it was nothing. I mean, your body isn't meant to like throw down on, you know, wood and, and metal and, you know, <laughs> padding that there's not a lot of padding. I know a lot of people probably think there's a lot of padding, but there's not a lot of give. I mean, there's some, but it's not, it's not pleasant, <laughs> but you, that's why you got to love what you do. You got to be passionate about it or else why do it? So for me, I guess your body kind of like just grows like, a callus on your back from all the bumps and stuff but yeah being 13 that's that's a lot like I just remember um you know going into to high school because I was just going into ninth grade at the time and you know the teachers and students it would be like first period class and they smell like Bengay they'd be like oh what's that smell and they'd be like oh it's it's Kayla don't worry about it <laughs> she had a wrestling show this past weekend or whatever it's okay <laughs> but I just remember that like oh the Bengay and all that stuff anything I could try um, but that's also another thing, like, I know a lot of wrestlers too get like hooked on like pain medicine and stuff like that, but I try to stay away from it, you know, as much as I can. <laughs> no, but sometimes you need it. Smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it, yeah. it's true, but, but no, I'm glad that, that yeah. you're having that, you, you recognize <laughs> that for yourself as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. so I have to ask, like, why did you start so early because like yeah we have like people that start young around like 16 like yeah. going back to like the 80s and earlier yeah but why why 13 why why were you just itching to get in there I think it was just the right place at the right time I mean what happened was um I was it was during the summer of um 2002 and um I remember, you know, going to middle school and the high school and my mom actually saw on the news, there was a pro wrestling school locally that was advertising, hey, we need students um, from 13 and on uh, that we're looking for if you want to join. So that's actually how that happened. 24-7 wrestling and uh, was the name of the school. And that's actually why I'm always keeping that on my username um, <laughs> on social media. The 247 is actually, you know, paying homage to 24-7 wrestling, uh, which... I don't know. For me, like, I love that. Like 24 seven is just, I know you see it now on WWE with the title and everything, but uh, for me, I always stuck with that. It was always like my go-to like username. I don't know if you remember like AOL. Oh, <laughs> I, I was training. on AIM all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I always just kept that number. It was just always a thing like for me, 24 seven wrestling. So yeah, I just, I think it was just the right place, the right time. I saw it on the news and I remember begging my mom. She did not want me to join at all. She was so scared for me to do that. And just, she knew, you know, I'm very, one thing I've always been since I was a young kid and my mom can attest is that I never take no for an answer. Maybe that's helped me to get where I am today, but I just always, I'm just such a go-getter since a young age. I, um, when I, when I started wrestling at 13 and then as I progressed, uh, I started getting bookings at 16, um, 16 years old, like that's like unheard of now, but I just remember, you know, I, I, I ended up getting two jobs at the time just so I could afford like, cause I didn't want to like 
you know, bum off my mom. I wasn't one of those kids. I always wanted to work hard. So I would, I, I saved up, you know, having those two jobs. I, I gave her gas money, toll money because it to get to all these shows. And I remember I, I was so excited. I saved enough money to get my own professional custom wrestling gear <laughs> for the first time. I think it was like 17 or just turned 18. I can't remember. It was so long ago, but yeah, I just always was proud um, to be able to actually share that too with my mom at the time because my mom actually because I obviously I couldn't drive yet um to the shows and stuff so my mom and I always had those fun road trips uh together um going to the wrestling shows and she also that was actually the deal too like being that young obviously probably need parental guidance so you know my mom would come with me to the shows too to like make sure I was okay so (laughs) and and training she would always be at every practice so (laughs) that was awesome did you face any like unique challenges like starting so young and starting to get bookings like out of state so young as well? I mean, um, at the time it was really hard. Like, as you know, like women's wrestling wasn't really respected at the time. So yep. that was really a struggle and being, you know, underage, I guess, as you look at it, uh, for me, that was actually hard because, um, I just wanted, I didn't, if it was guys or girls, I didn't matter. It didn't matter to me as long as it was just an opportunity to get my name out there and, and get the experience, um, you know, with other wrestlers out there. Um, but yeah, I, I, it was really hard. Like I had to deal with some crazy things like at a young age, but like you said, it makes you who you are today. But there's like one instance I remember, like, it, I feel like it wouldn't happen now because it's such a different time, the locker room atmosphere versus then. But I just remember there was this guy that came up to me and I was like, I don't know, 16, 17 at the time. And I I uh, remember he came up to me. I thought he was joking at first, but, you know, things like the sexual harassment stuff that happens that nobody talks about. But like, I'm sure that could have been a Me Too movement back then if it wasn't now. But like, you know, he said, hey, babe, can you oil my back or something really lame? God. And I remember one of the wrestlers, one of the wrestlers heard it because, you know, in the wrestling locker room, we stick together like men or women it doesn't matter like we always like we have each other's backs and that's a good atmosphere to be in so back then I just remember when that happened and uh it got it got the attention of the booker the owner that ran that company at the time and I just remember he took matters in his own hands and he just kicked everyone out of the locker room he's like everyone out of the locker room right now and he reamed this guy I felt so bad because he ended up crying and stuff like I don't want to laugh about it, but it's like kind of like karma, I guess. Like, you know, I guess he learned his lesson, you know, hey, maybe you shouldn't talk to a woman like that. I don't know. But it just sometimes you, you gotta know, learn. Sometimes, yeah, you gotta learn the hard way. But I just remember stuff like that back then, like obstacles, I guess. Just stuff like that, like little comments and things like, you know, but I just ignored it as much as you can. Like that's all you can do. And now I just feel like it's such a different time now. And like, you know, 20 years later, like so much has changed now. I think just uh wrestling in general or just women's wrestling too has come a long way so a lot, lot a lot more respect for women's wrestling which i'm happy about <laughs> no 100 percent. i mean we have so yeah. many different <laughs> companies that are specifically focused on women's wrestling right. now whether it be yeah. like mission pro or yeah. you know what's going on in capital yeah. you have you know obviously maria canellis with women's wrestling army yeah. and you know uh <laughs> wwr pro or wwr plus <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, sorry, yeah. go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, yeah, it's amazing now that there's finally, we're getting the recognition that it, that it's deserved for a long time now. So it's great. 
Oh, it definitely is. I'm I'm curious to kind of get your take, like since you you have the unique experience of starting at such a yeah. young age. Um, yeah. obviously, you know, we are like decades past that point now, yeah. but we still have yeah. like these like young phenoms in in the world yeah. in, on the indies right now. Between like Billy yeah. Starks and Nick Wayne, yeah. and out in mm-hmm. Vegas, you have people like Bodie Young, Prodigy, who are like making names for themselves before yeah. hitting the age of eighteen as well. Like, yeah. do you have any like? Have, well, one, have you had the chance to like interact with any of them uh, at, at a show, or have you been on the same show as any of them? And like, would you have any? Um, I, I don't know if advice is the right word, but like any perspective, like no, you think, like from from yeah. your experience to, to to give to them. I haven't, you know, I haven't had the opportunity to meet them, but I'd love to like meet them and get to talk to them um, to hear their stories and everything. I always found it interesting. Um, but yeah, I guess like advice or perspective would be, I mean, so much has changed, like you said, decades and just like think it's a different time now. So I feel like, you know, I'd love to hear how like, like how they deal with things or like being at a young age. Um, I feel like it's it's uh, starting at a young age. I feel like you grow. You're still growing as a person like you're not quite an adult yet. So those experiences are different as opposed to like someone that's, you know, in their 20s or 30s and and we're able to to go through those experiences um, without wrestling. But I mean, it's cool to see. I'm happy though that there's that there's more, you know, the guys and the girls now starting at a young age. Um, and uh, hopefully, I mean, they have that support system. I'm sure they do um, with everyone. I just feel like it's such a different time now. There's such a good support system, you know, so <laughs> i mean you're you're not wrong like it like it yeah. feels like pro wrestling is really rallied around itself yeah and, i feel and, like it's different yeah it's a lot more a lot more positivity in those things yeah. and, and no it's it's really awesome to see <laughs> All right, Yens, thank you so much for tuning in to LGBT in the Ring. Uh, we'll get right back into the thick of things, but I do want to take a pause real quick and say thank you to some amazing people that make this show as rad as it is. Starting off with Daniel Quasar, the Progress Pride Black designed by Daniel Quasar is a product of Progress Initiative. You can find out more at quasar.digital. A big thank you to Sarah in the Safe Word for the show's theme song, Formula 666, off the album Red Hot and Holy. You can find them on Twitter at STSW Band, and you can check out their music on both Spotify and Bandcamp at sarahinthesafeword.bandcamp.com. Um, check out independentwrestling.tv for the best in current and classic independent pro wrestling, including live events from top independent promotions worldwide. Uh, you can use our promo code LGBTRingPod or visit tinyurl.com slash IWTVLGBT and peruse their entire library uh, over there at independentwrestling.tv. Once again, promo code LGBTRingPod or go to tinyurl.com slash IWTVLGBT check out that service Uh, you can follow the show on twitter at lgbt ring pod you can follow me on twitter at wonderboy otm and if you're into video games definitely check out my video game news show the mr video game super show i co-host that with uh, twitch streamers slacker kite and lady marowin every monday at 8 p.m eastern 5 p.m pacific over on twitch.tv slash dead sun entertainment uh, it's your weekly roundup of gaming news, uh, and it's always a blast. So once again, check that out every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, over at twitch.tv slash deadsunentertainment. 
Sun Like the Star. We'll be right back with more LGBT in the ring. I promise I'm not going to just focus on like the fact that you started so young with the entire interview, but I do have to ask one more <laughs> question. Yeah, yeah, do it. Because yeah, um, September 21st, 2002. Yes. You have <laughs> your very first match. And I love, love, love the fact that you put out the um, the video on social media yeah. of your first match because it just, it looks like you're just beaming and having a blast <laughs> on this very yeah. very grainy video <laughs> i know <laughs> i know i was almost kind of nervous to put it out there like i'm showing my age with the vhs you know all the grainy <laughs> but you know what it's it's nostalgic it's for you know for people now like you said like the the ones like you mentioned like billy starks and stuff like can watch it and be like wow you know back then she was like around my age now when i started so it's, it's cool to see that like the transition from then and now you know <laughs> What was your perspective kind of going back and watching that when put when because yeah. I assume you watched it like when you were putting it back up on, on did, your yeah. socials? Like what was yeah. it like for you to kind of look at this moment in time for yourself and to kind of relive this? It's it's surreal, Brian. Like I just like watching it, like you know it's from 2002. Like I was such a big Hardy Boys fan. Like they, they oh, were I the can tell. <laughs> my Hardy Boys pants. I remember like being back then and like begging, you know, my trainer at the time before I came up with Kayla Sparks, I wanted to be Kayla Hardy because I wanted to be like the other Hardy girl. That was my thing. And I, I would do like, you know, the gun thing, but like at a time, it's like, you got to figure out who you are as a wrestler back then. So it was hard for me at 13. I was just like, I love wrestling and I just want to, you know, be in the ring. But um, yeah, that was surreal watching that back and just seeing how young I was and just, um, I feel like I never lost that you know, not to sound pun intended, that spark, I guess, back then versus now, like I'm still, you know, as I've grown, you know, 20 years later, you know, the person I am today, but back then I just see that light watching that match back. It was just really special to see that. And it was also a lumberjack match too, which was nice to have all my, you know, the, the guys supporting me. Like I was telling you, like, it was a really family good environment to be there. Uh, you know, the bad guys and good guys still, but it was really nice there. And, you know, Chip was ringside. Um, and that was actually, uh, you know, one of the trainers there, he had a mask on that I was wrestling. So it was really, it was really cool to be a part of that and to have that as my first match. I'll never forget it. Um, yeah, it's just surreal watching it back. I want to get those, uh, VHS tapes <laughs> out, uh, which I still, I still have everything. I still have all my VHS tapes and DVDs. Oh, wow. um, I know it's like streaming now, but you know, it, uh, it's it's something that I uh, have so much pride and joy that I was able to keep all that kind of stuff. So I'm glad I was able to share that with everyone. I thank you for <laughs> for watching it. And um, yeah, <laughs> no, it was it was really it was really fun to watch because like, yes, it's it's a pro wrestling match. It has the pro wrestling environment, yeah. but you can tell that everyone there like ringside, all of the people that are like participating as lumberjacks in that match, like everybody's just having fun with this yeah, at this moment yeah. like it's not like yeah. there's no like self-seriousness to it like it's just no. very everybody <laughs> yeah. is just like just having engaged. a great time yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. i don't know like you don't yeah. see like you don't see that all, all of the time on on shows yeah. especially whenever you're just starting out like i feel like there's right. like there's this idea of like 
you know, whether it be like you, like you were talking about figuring out what kind of wrestler you yeah. are, who you are in that yeah. identity, yeah. but also like this idea of wanting to be taken seriously as as a pro wrestler. So there is you adopt this like self seriousness to it. This just felt like yeah. you know a bunch of friends got together and there was a wrestling ring and they just decided <laughs> to do stuff yeah. together, but they were actually trained to do it. Right, right. I mean, if you're not having fun, why do it? You know what I mean? Like, those are the best environments where you can have fun, but also you'll like be trained and, you know, be uh, safe with each other. That's so important, too. But it's always it's super awesome. Like you said, I'm glad you mentioned that, like that we all were just having fun. And I'm glad that's, that's like the takeaway that I want from everyone to watch my matches or when they see me or like, I've gotten so many people that came up to me on my, about my social media and stuff like that. Like, wow, it's like, if I'm ever having a bad day, I just go on Kayla's social media just to like, you know, get a smile and like, just see, cause I'm always, that's what I always try to do. It's just in general, like besides social media, just always try to have that positive, like happy um, outlook because there's times where like, I'm, you know, I deal with a lot of stuff. Like I mentioned about depression and stuff like that, but it's, it's definitely have to go through the hard times in life and things like that. And just always try to focus on the positive if you can, and just try and always be a good person and be a decent human to people, you know, like that's always been my thing, but yeah, I, uh, I really had a good time back then. And when I posted that a couple of the guys watched it and they said, Oh my gosh, we need to recreate this moment. Um, <laughs> you know, not to the back. It's because I still, I stay in contact with a lot of them, you know, like, JC Money was one of the guys who came in the ring with the belt, you know, like yelling at the bad guys in the ring. He still wrestles. I still keep in touch with a lot of them. Um, you know, rest in peace to um, Luke Harper, Brody Lee, because he actually was there. He was in those. He he came to he's originally from Rochester, New York, but we had those shows originally in my hometown. Schenectady. He traveled four hours. He he paid his dues. He did a lot back then. And Chip actually helped train him. Chip Stetson. Um, mm. He helped train Brody Lee and his wife, um, Amanda, me and Amanda, I don't know if anyone knows this, but like, shout out to Amanda. I love her. Um, we go way back, but she actually, she was a wrestler back then. Um, she doesn't do it anymore. I keep trying to like, like, since I came back to wrestling, I'm like, can you just do one more match? Can we like do a tag team or something? <laughs> Cause we actually got to wrestle back then. Um, that's how they met her and, um, her and John, you know, Brody Lee, he, uh, he wrestled, you know, back then and Schenectady and Rochester and all over the place. So um, he wasn't in that video, but I've had other footage where, where um, I got to be able to be in the ring with him. So that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, that's, that's wild. Like to hear yeah. like all these people in their like yeah. beginnings in, in wrestling yeah. and how they interact with one another. Like, he's, like sure. obviously like, yes, like Schenectady, like I feel like, <laughs> that's it, it obviously it's hours away but it's still like right. relatively close by that like rochester um, yeah. upstate new york scene that still is mm -hmm. very very popular from rochester through to buffalo at this point yeah um yeah. but so many interesting names have come out of that area and to hear yeah. that like you and and john were able to yeah. and you and amanda also were able to like yeah. like interact at at such a a young place for for all of your careers in that way like was yeah. I don't know that's that seems like it's pretty special yeah it was very special I, I'll always I, I'll always cherish those memories and you know coming back I just remember too like when I came to AEW and I saw Amanda I haven't seen her in years and we just had that moment with each other like I was just so happy to see her and like see everybody that I haven't seen in so long um yeah it's just wrestling is amazing it brings people together you know it's 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 great. <laughs>
Now, whatever you did, like leave to recover from the concussions and everything, like, did you stay in like tuned in to the pro wrestling world? Like, were you oh, still yeah. like paying attention to the indies and, and everything? Yeah. Like, how how deep did that go yeah. for you during that time? Oh yeah, absolutely. I always was a fan. Like, I never I never stopped watching. Like, I really really wanted to get back. I I was really happy with when um when the women's revolution came up, you know, like with the four horse women, uh, that was, that was really fun to watch. And I really, really wanted to get back into it then. Um, but just, you know, things happen, personal stuff and just, uh, I'm just happy that I'm back now, but I wish, you know, I, I watched that back then. They, they broke so many barriers or, you know, broke the glass ceiling, whatever you call it, the saying, uh, with just so many amazing matches and just things you haven't seen before cage matches, things like that. And I'm glad that women now, you know, in WWE and everywhere else, it's just, it's a good time now to just uh, be a woman's wrestler, just because um, it's, it's nice to be as an equal with, with the guys too. Like we can be the main event. We can, you know, do all the things that the guys can do too. So it's great. <laughs> no, a hundred percent. And like to that end, like I felt the timing yeah. of your comeback was, was amazing for that as well. Like obviously <laughs> your very first match, you're yeah. doing intergender from the jump. <laughs> right. So like, yeah. like it, you, this is, you're, you're ahead of the curve already, um, yeah. but <laughs> you're coming back now and, and you're coming into pro wrestling where, you know, the respect for women's wrestling is at an all time high. Yeah. You, yeah. you having these, the, the gender, barrier that pro wrestling has historically adopted being broken down systematically to the point that like you know we have non-binary wrestlers now that completely break that as well so great yeah so (laughs) it's just i don't know it it, and then you couple all of that with how far acceptance of lgbtq identities has have Mm -hmm. come in the pro wrestling world um whenever you did come back and you, you were like starting to get your legs back underneath you and, and getting back out there in the locker rooms and everything. Did any of that hit you specifically hard or was there a moment where like this sort of thing is like, Oh, like all of these things that I wanted for a comeback are already like they're here and I could just move back seamlessly into these things. Yeah, like I mean, you said it, Brian, like it was just I felt like it was the right time. Like you said, so many amazing things have have come along since back then. And it's I'm super proud to be a part of that like community and, you know, be a supporter for LGBTQ plus and non-binary. And it's nice that we can share the ring because like wrestling brings everyone together. It doesn't matter what, you know, sex, age, religion, whatever it may be like it all. When you get in that ring, it's nothing. None of that matters. And it's nice to see people so supportive of, um, of just everybody. So yeah, for me, it's, it's, it's personally, like, I, I love that I can, um, be able to share the locker room and not have like back then, maybe it was, I know, I'm sure so many people have probably said, um, stories, um, that are, that are LGBTQ plus that went through, um, you know, some tough things or like harassment and stuff like that. But I feel like now it's just so like when I'm in, when I'm in the locker room, like at AEW or WWE, it doesn't matter where I am. I just feel like it's super supportive now. And you see a lot of like, I'm super happy that like AEW and WWE have the pride stuff now. Like that's huge. Um, you know, two major companies doing that. So I think it's great. <laughs> no, it, it definitely is. And, and to yeah. that end as well, yeah. the fact that the, some of the people that you've been able to get into the ring with 
on on those yeah. those shows as well as some of the independents you've done like yeah. you have gotten into the ring with some of the like larger and still growing names it, when it comes to lgbtq pro wrestling like whether it be like yeah. trisha dora in, in mm-hmm. an immortal or nyla rose in, yeah. in diamante in uh yeah. in aw um mm-hmm. you know obviously you and, and mercedes martinez like have a, have a yeah. history as well and and i will hopefully whenever she is back from uh-huh. from injury we'll cross some fingers that we get that match too um but like, what has it been like for you to like have these notable lgbtq figures in pro wrestling who aren't necessarily recognized specifically for being part of the community but just being yeah. very very talented pro wrestlers as well as being part of the community what has it I been mean, like for you to be able to get into the ring with them yeah i mean it's been amazing like i i love that that i can share the ring with them and um i'm actually really like you mentioned those are all like my friends like i love nyla she's amazing um mercedes i i that was actually one of the things that like helped me kind of come out when I was in my twenties, because I saw Mercedes was just so proud, you know, of her sexuality and things like that. And just, she was an amazing wrestler. So like her and I both, you know, started around the same time in wrestling. So she was always like a locker room leader for us back then. And she still is now and she's killing it. So like, um, it's awesome just to be able to, I, I, I still can't believe actually, I actually said that to her, like, wow, we're in the same ring together for a major company, AEW, like who would have thought, you know, 20 years ago that this would ever happen. And so it's a, it's a full circle, cool moment to have that. Um, and yeah, I'm super happy for Mercedes. I hope that she's okay and that she gets, she gets better with her injury. I know they suck, <laughs> but um, yeah. And uh, like, it's just cool to see so many people now um, in the Indies, like you mentioned, Trish Dora, she's amazing. Um, so happy with her match. Like she's one of the greats. So definitely, took a lot from that match that we had um great chemistry she's just so easy to work with like so I'm just happy that I was able to get that match she was actually on my bucket list someone to wrestle so I'm happy <laughs> that she you know we got that match um <laughs> but yeah in uh AEW there's so many um Sonny you know um the acclaimed you know it's cool to see Anthony Bowen finally he got his dream come true with the tag team titles as you know as an openly gay man that's cool that's awesome to see I love to see all of that you know and uh yeah you know like WWE um you know Sonya Deville has always been one of my favorites so it's awesome to see her being such a huge advocate you know with the with the LGBTQ plus community and just the list goes on there's so many there's so many people but um yeah definitely give props to everybody you know trying to do our thing and just be happy with who we are and confident in who we are with our sexuality and everything so it's cool it's cool to see <laughs> no 100 and obviously i i will also throw edith surreal in there as another great person that you've had the chance to share the ring with yeah. since coming back yeah um and yeah to that end we're talking about wwe i i have like i have to ask you like obviously sonia has been like holding it down for, for the community there for for a while oh yeah but sure. and we've had like yeah. people come in and out of the company that were also there very like being prominent voices for the community mm-hmm. i have to ask you about mm-hmm. th- this might just be like a personal opinion thing and you don't have to answer it if you don't want to quincy mm-hmm. elliott yeah. um i'm curious like i am over the moon that quincy is being able to 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 do what he is doing there right now in nxt in the short time that, that yeah. he's had in the company how what are your feelings on on quincy so far 
I mean, he's great. I just, I love the fact like that. I hope there's more, you know, people like Quincy and everybody uh, to, to advocate more for in WWE. So I think it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, let's stick with WWE because, you know, one of the, another like major thing that, that you were a part of in one of your appearances we alluded to earlier was the, um, the wedding. Uh, of the the 20 I guess the 24 7 yeah. championship wedding ceremony the double wedding ceremony that we had on <laughs> raw ceremony, yeah. <laughs> yeah with yeah. uh Akira yeah. Tozawa and um uh, Reggie and Tamina and Dana and that yep. segment obviously created a a bit of buzz whenever we had the the switching of partners here and there and then we ended up having mm-hmm. two same-sex pairings there and Dana and Tamina were (laughs) definitely given some eyes and you and Aiden Von England were both there in the ring for that segment um and I'm obviously like that was you could see the joy coming off of your face like pointing to the pride tattoo yeah talk to me about being yeah talk to me about being part of that segment and like what kind of personal significance that that gave you I mean wow Brian like that was just that was a huge deal because you never see anything like that I think the only time we've ever seen it was like the Billy Gunn uh gimmick he did but even back then I feel like they were kind of poking fun at it and it wasn't really like taken seriously but I was really proud to be in that ring um, and to be a part of that, that moment. Cause it was very special for me. And I'm sure it was for you and everybody, like just to see them have that moment, the crowd was cheering more for them, like Dana and Tamina, than I don't know, everyone in that whole segment. So that just shows you like how, how like the fans react to that. Like they, they want to see it. Like they, I think it would be, I think it's a long time coming that there's ever, you know, a pro lesbian or pro gay, you know, storyline that they have in WWE, which we kind of see, a little bit like, you know, when um, Rhea Ripley and uh, Lynn Morgan had that little storyline, they were kind of teasing it a little bit. Um, but still, I think there needs to be a legitimate, like, it'd be cool to see. And I hope now that with the changes at WWE, um, that we see more of that direction going, like, in that positive way, um, for sure. And yeah, it was a special moment for me. Like, I, I was pointing to my pride tattoo. I was so happy to be there and the camera was right there and I was just like I don't know it was just crazy like surreal to be a part of that so it was cool <laughs> <laughs> no it was it was a really fun segment yeah. obviously like you know yeah. I I wrote the, yeah. an article about it and and there was definitely some some critiques uh-huh. to be had about yeah. the segment but at the same time like the, right. like just the the joy from you and from and from Aiden in the ring being part of the community yeah. and being and being in the ring for something even yeah. just as small as that moment was in terms of like yeah. length, how it how it yeah. affected audiences i i can yeah. imagine it was was amazing yeah um, i remember they were so excited too like we were just all really excited to be a part of that <laughs> well i could definitely imagine i mean you know <laughs> like because like you said like the last time that we got anything of any real significance or or at yeah. least had any kind of like morsel yeah. of seriousness there was yeah. billy and chuck um yeah. and obviously that definitely still remains an infamous <laughs> moment for yeah. how that was yeah. treated in the end so right. it was nice that like it was it was a, a tease but it was less of a tease 
than, yeah. than we got. And the positive reception to it was was outstanding to see as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so obviously I I'm I'm hoping that you have more AEW and, and WWE work coming your way. I'm I'm I know that you said before your major goal <laughs> yeah. is to make it to WWE. Um yeah. but I guess I want to ask you about an, another company real quick because yeah, one thing in, in doing my research before like sitting down with you today, like uh, back in your initial run, you were mm-hmm. champion for World of Hurt Wrestling, mm-hmm. a very <laughs> like small independent in Vermont of all places. I didn't yes. think there was wrestling in Vermont. <laughs> I found that out for myself. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> but, but obviously you were the women's champion there. Mm-hmm. And then whenever you come back, World of Hurt has a reunion show. Yes. And of course, who do you call but two-time women's champion Kayla Sparks? <laughs> <laughs> what was no. what did what was that experience like for you to kind of have this play? Well, first off, how where does World of Hurt like kind of sit in your mind for that for that initial like four years in the ring for you? I mean, it was just surreal being back and like seeing all the guys and girls like to be in that locker room again. It was amazing. Just like 24 seven wrestling was, um, I had so many matches there, so many good times. It was also, uh, I don't think they were really, that show I think was in Vermont that one I remember the reunion show, but we were based at, you know, a Knights of Columbus in the middle of nowhere. Hudson Falls, New York is pretty much where oh, they okay. used to be. And, okay. You know, uh, Amanda, you know, Amanda Huber, she, she, we had so many matches there in Hudson Falls. Um, Brody Lee, too. John had so many matches there. Like, a lot of the guys now you see in AEW, like Bobby Fish. There's, like, so many random ones I could probably name. But, yeah, it's just cool to see how far they've come. And, like, um, just uh, to be at that reunion show was, was pretty was pretty awesome. And, uh, yeah, I remember um, uh, Dino Peraza was there. She, it was really cool. I got to experience, like, to share the locker room with her. Um, I did also, there was another show there uh, in Vermont. It wasn't at the reunion show, but I was able to wrestle Chelsea Green, which was a big, one of my favorite matches with her. She's amazing. Um, You know, that was a huge deal at World of Hurt, you know, on my home turf, which was, which was pretty surreal and cool. Like all these amazing things that have happened, matches that I've had, super grateful that I've had those experiences. But uh, yeah, it's always nice to see that the old gang again, you know, um, just kicking it and uh it's cool no i mean you talk a lot about like the this like cyclical nature that you have with the comeback and everything and and all the success that you've had did that like being on that that uh show that reunion show kind of feel like another form of that in a way like almost like a homecoming yeah yeah definitely it was um super like super sentimental homecoming like you said to be back where you know where it all started for me so I always like I always uh love to go back to things like that and uh like that's why I'm always so I'm so happy that like Chip is in my life he's like my wrestling dad and that he actually I think I'm pretty sure at that reunion show I wrestled Chip in a mask so nobody knows that but I wrestled (laughs) Chip mask <laughs> so shout out to chip um you know kind of full circle again like my first match was my other trainer with a with a mask on and now it was chip with a mask so <laughs> um but yeah i think that actually happened because someone was supposed to to come for uh, one of the women's matches but they 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 couldn't show up so chip came in uh with his mask ready to go <laughs> 
So that's actually how that happened, uh, which was, was a really fun memory. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I, that's just, I, I saw that pop up and I'm like, that's just uh, yeah. like, amazing <laughs> just to see like the journeys that we take and the places yeah, that we, sure. that we come back to in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So as we, Start to wind down a little bit here. I want to ask you about some non-wrestling stuff because obviously yeah. this your your moniker, the Spice Ranger, invokes two major <laughs> '90s things. Yeah, um, <laughs> yes. the Spice Girls <laughs> and the Power Rangers. Yes. Um Speaking of like this like year of success that you have had in in the pro wrestling world, it's also been rather interesting for you outside of the ring. One, because you ended up having a photo op with Alpha 5. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you recently were able to meet Sporty Spice Mel C herself. Right? <laughs> it's like, it's so crazy, Brian. Yeah, I mean, R- Romy was awesome. Like the original Alpha 5, which we were, uh, that, I remember that. Um, it wasn't even planned that day um, to actually ha- have her have her uh, table next to ours, but it just so happened with the universe and the powers that be, you know, the manifesting that the original Alpha 5 was there at my first ever, that was my first ever uh, autograph signing, meet and greet. So that was super special for me um, to be there. And James Storm was there, of course, and he's amazing. Um, a part of like, we were representing Immortal Championship Wrestling and Oh my gosh, I was just like, I have to do something. So I did that little video tidbit with <laughs> with Romy and she was amazing, like to do the um <laughs> the little alpha power rangers gimmick, like they're done. Um yeah, super surreal to have that moment. Like who would have thought, you know, I never would have dreamt in a million years that that would ever happen and have her hold the uh, Memorial Championship Wrestling Woman's belt. <laughs> she was so <laughs> excited. Um, but yeah, that was an amazing moment. Wow. I just look back on all these things that have happened. It's crazy. Uh, and like you said, meeting Melanie C, Sporty Spice, my favorite Spice Girl of all time. Like I, I mean, I could go on and on about the Spice Girls. Like every, you know, obviously like when I came back to wrestling, I'm like, there has to be a good nickname you know, um, and that actually came back from my first wrestling match back because, you know, when they're going over things um, to announce you and they're like, do you have a nickname? And I noticed a lot of other people had nicknames and I'm like, you know what, let me think about this one. So, you know, I was like, what do I love? What, what's something that represents me? And I'm like, I got the spice ranger, you know, like the peace side and the, the, you know, the, the flex, no one, no one does those two at the same time. So like, it works, you know, like I just, um, I'm so happy, like I'm proud to like, represent that and show that um with wrestling and it's super nice of uh, like you know Melanie C oh my gosh it was amazing finally meeting her she's such a sweetheart and like to be there for her um autobiography memoir uh signing for um the sporty one was super cool it was in New York City uh just amazing to meet her finally like it was so quick like it, it just happened so quick there wasn't a lot of time to talk but I did try to get whatever I could in there and um it's cool. She kind of, she she doesn't follow me on social media, but she she looks at my stuff, which is just like crazy for me that you know Melanie C looks at everything. It's I also do have another tattoo. I don't know if you guys can see it, my Spice World tattoo I just mm-hmm. got recently. And uh, my uh, I do have um little fanatic here, but Melanie C Sporty Spice. I have her tattoos, girl power, you know, and the Chinese symbols, um, mm-hmm. the peace, 
peace sign. <laughs> the, the star is actually the Northern Star from her album, her first album, Northern Star. Um, wow. And then I turn, I turn to you was one of her first like singles. That that song actually means a lot to me. Like that first album that she had. Um, yeah, and I turn to you was one of my favorite songs. Uh, just like personally, like it was just such a good feel good album and there's so many things that like you know with her journey Melanie sees like she she went through a lot and I can't wait to read her book to see everything that um you know that she that she went through and yeah Melanie C was just surreal to me and I actually I mentioned to her like because she was on Dancing with the Stars and as you know like the biz was also on there too and it's cool that like when I mentioned about wrestling to her, like it was so quick when I was able to talk to her and she thought it was so cool that I'm a, I'm like, I'm a pro wrestler too. And like, you know, my friend, the Miz on from Dancing with the Stars. So <laughs> she thought it was awesome. Like, I hope I get more an opportunity to like, to see her again. But uh, yeah, it's just super surreal that I'm meeting my childhood, you know, favorites now um, in the span of like the year that I came back to wrestling. It's just all, it like all, goes into one thing for me like it's just surreal everything that um just uh man I don't know it's just crazy to think back like all these awesome things that have happened so um it's nice it's good to be happy finally (laughs) hey that's that's all that any of us can ask for right finally find that place yes (laughs) solace and and some satisfaction with ourselves I totally understand that Kayla this has been a blast to sit down and chat with you um last question for you I I ask everybody this um was there anything that you had hoped that I would have asked you about that I didn't um, oh my gosh, no. I mean, you can ask anything. Like, I'm open. I'm an open book. So, like, <laughs> yeah, I just mean, I mean, like, you were great, Brian. Like, everything. It was so fun chatting with you. And, like, you're so easy to talk to. And I love, um, thank you. Oh, I guess uh, the Outsports, since we're representing Outsports, um, the, the list that came out, was it last year, I think? Um, the QWI? Yeah. The, yeah. That, yeah, that was, that was an honor to be a part of that. So, thank you, or, you know, um, for, for having me on that. That was a big, so many amazing talent, you know, LGBTQ plus wrestlers on there. So that was cool to be a part of that. <laughs> well, I mean, you yeah. were, you were deserving of, of, of the spot there. And so like, yeah. and, and honestly, I'm kind of, as we're talking right now, October's usually when I start doing the list anyway. So this year's Aww, list is yeah. in, the, in its infancy right now. So we'll awesome. see. Yeah. On, on I mean, that it's awesome. So many amazing, talented professional wrestlers a part of the community now. Like back then, like 20 years ago, probably would have like, you know, on on your hand, like how many there were in wrestling, but it's so cool <laughs> to see that now, you know, like we've come a long way, you know, and acceptance and there's still a long ways to go, but it's cool to see the community is so supportive, you know, in general. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there it's a, there's always a, a road ahead, but it's nice to just yeah. take a pit stop and look at, look back and how far we've come so yeah definitely and like there's so much going on in the world today and it's nice to see people finally like I feel for the most part I know there's a lot of hate and stuff in the world but you know for um for the most part it's it's it seems like um you know that people are supportive which which is good (laughs) exactly we've overcome hate before we'll overcome hate again there's no stopping us yeah (laughs) Well, yeah, Kayla, we definitely learned from history. Oh, yes, oh. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kayla, thank you, Brian. No, thank you so much. Let everybody know where they can find you online. 
Oh, awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks everybody for listening. Um, you can, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook at Kayla Sparks 247 and uh, a YouTube. I have a YouTube channel, Kayla Sparks. Um, you can catch me on there. I think I will um, actually, I'm going to have a cameo set up soon, I think. So I want nice. to get like, give a shout out to, to anyone that needs it or, you know, like moral support, whatever you need. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm excited to be on here. Thank you everyone for watching. Thank you, Brian, Out Sports and everybody. And um, I had a great time. <laughs> oh, likewise here. Thank you, Kayla. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. Thanks, guys. <laughs> My thanks once again to Kayla for, for taking the time to sit down and chat with me about um, everything that has been coming to her over the, the last year, as well as all of the experiences from her 20 years of uh, pro wrestling. Even if there were 14 years there that, that she wasn't in the ring, she still had that relationship with it. And uh, we are, I think... A lot of us are very happy to see Kayla back in, in the ring and to see the, the impact that she is having uh, in that time back in the ring. Uh, yeah, it's really cool to see. Well, that's going to do it for us on the show this week. Uh, remember, the QWI Awards, the fan-voted QWI Awards 2022 nomination ballot will be going out on October 31st, so keep your eyes open there. Um, otherwise, though, uh, until next week, y'all stay messy, wash your hands, wear your mask, get vaccinated and boosted if at all possible, and the same goes for monkeypox. Um, and remember to properly identify Nyla Rose as your TPS champion. Bye! Coming from the top of the bridge, she made a team.